He looked back at me just as plain as day, and he said, I'm a member of the Ku Klux Klan. It would be my privilege to defend the Nazis. It would be my privilege to defend Charles Manson. People are interested in crime. There's no getting around it, and Americans love violence. Coming to a brothel, you're having the full fantasy experience with somebody who knows, let's say, that there's five different ways to give a handjob plus. You know, talk to me about morality. Shut up. I tell you where you can stick your morality, man. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Unfiltered, the podcast. Woo! Uh, I'm Joy Zell, the co-producer of the show, and we have Lindsay. Say hi, Lindsay. Oh, hey, everyone. And uh, Lindsay, our associate producer, and special guest today, drumroll. Maybe you can hear it, maybe not. We have Tim from hi Yahoo guys. Sports. I, I am Tim. I am the third person that they mentioned. He is, he is the third. And uh, Tim, just talk, what, do you, what do you do here, Tim? Uh, I work for Yahoo Sports, a company that is owned by a larger company named Oath. Right. Uh, so <laughs> people want to get that straight. Um, <laughs> I am more and less the, uh, the guy who does all the sports here in New York the office of the three offices that we have at Yahoo. But I cover all sports as a whole, interviews, videos, cutting things up. You know, if it's sports, uh, I'm in charge of it. Nice. And that's why you're here, because I don't know crap about sports. Do you know anything? I did track for like half a year, not so a that counts, right? No, not a sport. It has, doesn't have a ball. Oh. All right. Debatable. Anyway. Shots fired. Well, uh, today's episode, uh, we uh, spoke with Brian Barlow. Have you heard of this guy before, Tim? Uh, only through you guys, yeah. Well, so Brian Barlow is a soccer referee, and he's been a ref for the past 18 years. Um, but he also has this little side project. Uh, he has a Facebook page called Offside. Uh, and his message is simple. If you have video of parents behaving badly slash unruly, just aggressive behavior uh, at a youth sports game event, little kids around and everything, he'll give you $100 for the video and he'll post it on his site. And the whole point is that he's so sick and tired of interacting with these parents at these youth game events and also seeing, uh, I guess there's also child referees, young referees, seeing them interact with those parents as well, that he thinks like this is this whole thing is despicable and he's hoping that this will be a way to shame these parents into not, you know, not being assholes. He's like the, the world star for parents. Yes. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Have you ever been a referee? Uh, I was a referee. Oh, well, technically I was an umpire. I was an umpire for Little League Baseball. It wasn't worth the money, so I stopped doing it. No. <laughs> were you also beaten by parents? Uh, there were aggressive parents. Uh, luckily, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely intimidating. Um, your viewers can't see me. Uh, they can only hear me, so they don't know that I'm not. Uh... He's very intimidating, guys. It's so scary. <laughs> I'm scared right now. <laughs> I mean, there are the, the occasional things of people not agreeing with calls, but did anybody, uh, you know, spit in my face or push me or things like that? No, it never got that aggressive. No one was getting $100 uh, in, in, in the case of me being umpires. And that's, I was uh, lucky. Yeah, that's the world that Brian Barlow wants. Yeah, this is also maybe, I won't age myself, but longer ago than, than this website existed. So, yeah. <laughs> and so now we're going to hear from Brian Barlow himself. Listen, all I'm trying to do is get people to understand when you end up on one of my videos, you look like an idiot. Everyone knows you look like an idiot. You know you look like an idiot. Dude, seriously. You are horrible. Go home. And what we're doing is we're showing our kids that if we don't get what we want, we throw a fit. This is a kid's game. You guys are acting like children. Let the kids play. Hey, hey, hey. 
Well, my name is Brian Barlow. Uh, I'm a grade seven uh, soccer referee. I get to ref uh, all kinds of semi-pro soccer games, collegiate level games, and I still get to do some uh, highly competitive youth games. I was probably in my third year as a referee and I was doing a U10 game and it's a U10 semifinal. And you would have thought, I mean, we were going to celebrate a World Cup victory this day. And both sidelines are just going at it, you know, verbally, and they're trying to out-yell the other side, and the coaches are starting to spar. And I'm in the middle, and I start hearing curse words. And, I, and, and I'm not affected by curse words, but I, I, I see the players, and the players are now not just playing soccer, but they're looking over at their parents and their coaches, and it starts to get more and more intense on the sideline. And so I blew the whistle, I looked at everybody, I go, I'm going to abandon the match unless you guys just absolutely decide to be adults and stop yelling at each other. And then someone told me to F off, loudly. And I blew the whistle three times. I told the kids, sorry about this kids, uh, this game's over. I had parents and coaches running after me, yelling me, threatening me. That's when I realized I was either an idiot for becoming a referee or there was a real issue. Uh, and I think the answer, uh, to, I, I think it's both. <laughs> Get the kids, get the kids. I've seen videos uh, of players coming off the pitch, running after their parents, yelling at them, dad, mom, stop it, shut up, dad, mom, step away, dad, mom, my promise tomorrow night, I don't want you to go to jail. I've witnessed bench clearing brawls because of the score of a game and the call or non-call uh, in, in a match. This is happening every single day at every single sporting event that there is in this country. It's an epidemic. It's a disease. Uh, so have you ever, I know you said that uh, you've never experienced that uh, as a referee, like the crazy parents and adults, but have you ever witnessed that at a game period? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I also use the Internet, so I've seen the majority of these <laughs> videos. But in, in real life, in person, it, it happens. I mean, the guy's not uh, crazy. I mean, there's a reason that the website is successful and that he has all these videos is because this does happen everywhere and anywhere. I mean, it's, it's kind of uh, a ridiculous thing. I, I would say that... It's out of place, whatever like that. I mean, obviously, to to a certain degree, there's always going to be rooting and cheering and hollering and, yeah. and trash talking the other team. Yeah. But I think that when uh, competitive juices are flowing and uh, maybe even drinks are being served, uh, these things are are just uh, you know a book of matches waiting for a spark. But are there any rules against it? Like when parents get like that, is it just people like expect that during one of these like youth competitive gaming I, events? You or? see more signs uh, up at like, you know, hockey arenas or, you know, like soccer parks and things like that of, uh, hey, remember, these are kids playing a kid's game. So right. act like, you know, uh, you know, be appropriate, things like that, right. which is so it, it kind of it must be uh, more prevalent than people think it is. It's not just like the uh, my parents would never behave that way or you know, this would never happen in my neighborhood. It, it, it is and it does. So it's kind of one of those things where if you ask if there's rules about it. I mean, there are legal rules, like don't punch another parent. Like, that's just like <laughs> cops have those rules. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, the thing is, none of us have kids. So it might be easy for us to say, um, you know, I wouldn't get mad in the stands. But, Tim, if you had a kid, do you think you'd be one of those parents who maybe like, you know. Would you be an asshole parent? Would you be an Tim? asshole parent? Um, depends. I mean, was my kid in the right? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, that, I mean, if if you, if you trip my kid and you don't give him a breakaway a goal, then I'm probably going to fight the referee. That's just what's going to happen. 
that's I don't know who's listening to this. They don't maybe not get sarcasm through the podcast. What do you think it is about like when kids are involved that parents feel like they need to defend them that, to that? You know, that instinct, whether it's you know, you think it's a good idea or a bad idea. I'd love to sit here and be like, I would never go on the field for my child. But right, right. if you if you feel all of a sudden that urge, probably it's not it's probably not even a thinking action. You probably just and like the guy said in the video. You look like an idiot. Like, if you're in my videos, you look like an idiot and everyone knows it. So a bunch of those parents didn't go to those games being like, I can't wait to punch someone in the face at, at, right, at this game today. Right, right. It just kind of happens, and whether that's good or bad. I mean, obviously it's bad, but it's it's, it's probably in their, in their brain they were doing something positive. I don't know. Right, maybe. I mean, it's funny because Brian, so uh, he calls these parents um, cheeseburgers. And uh, that's not mentioned in the video because we took that part out. But he he has this line where he's like, you know, you got the good parent, the average parent, and the cheeseburger parent at the at the uh, soccer game. There could probably be worse words. So cheeseburgers, right. yeah, yeah, right. I think yeah, I think his um, reasoning for that word is that it's usually the parent on the side who's like eating their popcorn, eating their cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You know, a little overweight has no right to interfere with this stuff. And this, these are his words. He's like, maybe a little overweight, a little round, and whatever. So he's poking fun at them. But you Yeah. Know. So do you think there is, like, um, a part of this that's parents living vicariously through their kids? Like, maybe they're not the most athletic and their glory days have passed, so that's why they get so defensive about the calls? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that could be a part of it. I mean, you can't assume to get inside the head of somebody who's making irrational thoughts and try to give them rational thoughts. But we will try. <laughs> we will definitely try. <laughs> I mean, if at the time and the place everything's seems like a good idea and then thanks to the the love of great television and video recording now we can realize that it probably wasn't and when i say probably it's never a good idea to push children to the ground and punch strangers so one thing that brian mentions is that uh child referees especially get abused on the field uh why do you think that is i think the obvious answer there would be that any adult that that's charging a, a child obviously thinks that they're in a position of authority and power I don't think anyone if, – if an adult uh, parent was mad and they charged a field to an adult referee, I mean, you're going to get into a, a heated debate where you probably stand on even footing of like I'm right, you're right, no no higher ground there. But if you're an adult and you charge the field to a child referee, I mean, obviously the adult there thinks that they have uh, some kind of authority, whether it be a moral authority or a, just a an intimidation factor of sorts that they're – you know, I have to imagine that they probably feel that – they're, the kid's going to either acquiesce because out of intimidation right. or out of uh, respect for their elders or something like that. So I think that that's probably an easier target. Like if you're willing to charge the field against another adult, charging the field against another kid might be kind of a, uh, you know, like a, a, like an easier win for them as they, as they view it. I mean, if, you, if you think that charging and yelling at a, at a child over a child's game is a good idea, well, then maybe you deserve to get made fun of on the Internet. Exactly. Well, I feel like you can kind of relate this to like any – Anyone's first job, whether it was like customer service or like being a waitress, when you're young, people will just like abuse that power and say, oh, they're a young worker. I can tell them what to do and get away with it because they don't know what they're doing. And it's kind of that assumption that youth referees maybe don't know what they're doing when, you know, they're, the, they're the, always the parent knows better. Yeah, I right. feel like there's a story behind your first job. I think somebody <laughs> took advantage. Yeah, me. you want to you want a little, wanna... little tangent on this one, Lynn? Tea before we start this. Oh, uh, we'll be here all day, so I'll spare you. It's fine. I, I don't. I don't assume it was a referee a job that you had. It was not. But now that I I'm thinking about it, maybe I should have tried. Yeah, you know that that track backfield will come will come in, <laughs> will come in, in, in use. 
I travel the country and I get to witness and be a part of a many, many games with, with a lot of young referees. The younger games in youth sports are literally the most difficult to ref. Mom and dad's there, aunts and uncles are there, grandma and grandpas are there. They're here the home team, the cheaters. And they want little Sally and little Sammy to score. And then when, when it's jeopardized and that moment doesn't look like it's happening, we get angry and then we have to start blaming somebody. And so now we're asking the referees not just to be a referee and understand how to officiate the game, but now we're asking those referees to be therapists for adults. And so we're asking 14, 15, 16, 17 year old referees to not just blow the whistle, but to say, hey, I need you to calm down. That's asking a lot for a youth referee who's already in a very intimidated environment. And now we have a youth referee who's walking away thinking, I don't need that $15. So he says that kids are now, kid referees have to act as therapists as well as referees. I don't know, when he said that, I thought, I don't know if I would go that far to say they have to act as therapists. Yeah, that seems that feels more of a, of a stretch. I mean, when you think of therapy, you think of like you know they're going to sit down and like you know hash out the the rationale and the feelings behind the emotion that the adult is feeling at that moment. Right. I, I don't think that in any circumstance, if a an adult is yelling at a child referee, that he's like, "Well, why do you feel that way, sir?" Right. It, exactly. It's, it's more just either <laughs> silent treatment or like a, maybe a, like a like a sorry or like a shut up. Right. But like, I don't think that they're actually having a uh, a deep conversation about the uh, the, yeah, the, one hour the issue session at hand, with, yeah, uh, yeah, two hundred bucks or something like that. But it's I think a lot of these kids look at it as like a first job, like a opportunity to learn more about the sport. And what Brian is getting at is that when they're signing up for this job, they're not expecting all the angry parents to come with it because they're just kind of expecting that parents don't act like this. Right, that sucks. It's like, okay, here's your first job. Welcome to the real world. Like, adults can be assholes. Yeah. You know. And, and, and I think there's a, a you know, I, I wouldn't look past the object of a, if an 18-year-old kid is refereeing a game, a little bit of that is probably uh, he enjoys the, the authority of the power of it. So if an adult comes at you and they're like, you know, you know, X one that that's a strike, call a ball, or that kid was that was fair, that was foul, type of thing. That's probably the only time in that sixteen, eighteen year old kid's life where he gets to tell the adults that they're wrong or to sit down and shut up or uh-huh. whatever. So you kind of I mean that and that can sometimes um in my uh, brief history or you know, of things of witnessing these kind of things, is that can escalate the situation, much like we talked about earlier, it was like would an adult approach a field if it's a child referee, does right, that does that right. stop them? And right, so he's thinking rationally. Yeah. So in those kind of situations it's like, hey kid, you know, whatever and then the kid replies back to the adult, Hey adult, shut up. You know, because I'm in I'm in charge here, I can do whatever I want. Any adult that's already uh, in that frame of mind and then gets that kind of a response, I don't know, things aren't going to end well, I can't imagine. No, definitely not. It's going to be like a vicious cycle, or at least it's going to end with a punch. Yeah. In the face. <laughs> in the face. And, and the heart. Aww. Nice. Well, so according to the National Association of Sports Officials, or NASO, which I didn't know existed. Oh, oh yeah, NASO, yeah, yeah. It's in the favorites. They're really, yeah. They're, yeah. Visited mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're, uh, they're very legit. Uh, but so their website actually, so they do a lot of research on referees. Like I was actually blown away when I was looking up data for this um, because they have so much information. And they found out that adult conflicts on the field or the main reason why there's so many uh, youth referees walking away from the job, and there's such low recruitment numbers, because nobody wants to deal with that. 
it's a, it's already like we were talking about. It's like a, somebody's first job usually, or um, you know, it doesn't pay much, and already you have to deal with all these with adults yelling at you and all this pressure. And you have to call the game right, and no matter what, you're gonna upset somebody on some team. So they did, they did. Jesus, like I said, so many studies, uh, and one of them said that eighty uh, percent of young officials uh, just quit. Uh, before their third year officiating. So it's almost like every three years, there's just a whole new batch of young referees. But I think that that stat might be skewed in the sense of, uh, so if you figure you're 16 years old, you get your license, you can now you know drive to work, you get a job, you can you know you don't have to like you know do the the local job that you can walk to in a sense. And you do that job for you know one year, two years, summer job type of thing. Now you're 18, 19 years old. You're at college. So a lot of these jobs are probably jobs that kids have for right. their teenage years and then you know go off to other places. No, I mean, that's a good point. I don't think any 15-year-old is making a career out of a five-year-old baseball or, or, or soccer. So if you take a job, I mean, if, if you're still doing that job for 10 years, I mean, that's a red flag and a whole other conversation that we <laughs> need to be having. Okay, but then again, like when you watch the Super Bowl— yeah, but those are, are careers. People... So, I mean, there, so no one, no one's no uh, a sixteen-year-old making if... twenty dollars to, to to monitor a little league is not a an adult who's knows the the way to around a national football league or like umpiring at its highest level. But that umpire at its highest level started somewhere, and maybe if he was constantly getting yelled at by parents and being underpaid and treated bad, he would have quit and not gotten to that point. Like if, whether you're refereeing a Super Bowl game or a Little League game. Uh, somebody's not going to agree with your call. It's there's right. there's no there's never even the best referees in the world uh, in any sport at any level um, make mistakes or even if they're not making mistakes, somebody just doesn't agree. Like like instant replay is amazing. You'll see a guy get called safe at first. The people will be like, oh that guy was out. You're a bum. You know you're the worst umpire of all time. You'll see the replay. The guy was safe. It's like it's like you know clear cut. But that doesn't stop the people from being mad that he called him safe. Right. It, right. It's like it's people. You know, it's one of those things where they feel like say like bang bang plays, so you can call it one way or the other. You're gonna see it the way you want to see it. It's just one of those things. Like in the Super Bowl, when the Patriots and the Eagles, there's a lot of those plays in the Super Bowl of like, was it a catch? Was that two feet? Is that a football move? Those are all subjective things, which is what makes refereeing so difficult. Is that when it's not like uh, you know like a ball in the strike zone, it's kind of like one of those things where somebody might see it and call it one way, and somebody might see it and call it another way. And if you're a fan of Team A or Team B then that's going to decide which way you see it. And the referee, whether the person is good or bad at his job, it doesn't really matter because you're, he, he disagrees with your point of view, which makes him the enemy. And, I mean, things can also turn violent. Uh, Barlow, oh, yeah. Brian Barlow was telling us about this referee who got punched in the face and died. And, uh, I mean, I didn't even... Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, he, uh, on, the, on his offside Facebook page, he posted um, the tombstone of the the referee who died because of a punch to the face that rendered him unconscious and all these things. And I was, you know, it's like, holy crap, like, people's anger really do get the best of them in these situations. Yeah, I mean, um, there are soccer things, and uh, like, like you know, like soccer hooligans in the sense of, like, you know, these guys throw, like, active explosives on, on the pitch, and they'll run up and drop kick you wearing cleats. Like, there there is, like... That's insane. This is a violent nature to uh, to these competitive juices, and... Referees are usually people that take the brunt of the uh, the blame. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where unless the, the kicker misses a kick and it's clearly the kicker's fault or something like that, it's like, oh, well, we lost that game because of this call, because uh, you know, they called holding, because they didn't call this pass interference call. They didn't, mm. you know, people, uh, fans are very uh, irrational when it comes to uh, their home teams. And it 
it, it, it's difficult to say, hey, you lost that game because your players just didn't play as good as the other team did. Right. It's much easier to say the those referees were from the same hometown as, right, the, as right, the other right. opposing coach's head coach, so there must have been something there. That's so much easier to wrap your brain around that than to just say we got beat. I had a buddy send me a video of, um, of an incident that happened in Arkansas. A, a mother um, on, on the sideline was not happy with a referee and was making a huge scene. And uh, someone sent me the video. I looked at it and I was, I was completely appalled. And I posted that video and I said, this is absolutely unnecessary. This video should never happen. These incidents, these scenarios should never happen at a youth sporting event. So if you capture video like this and you send it to me and we post it on our Facebook page, I'm going to give you 100 bucks. So Brian mentions that one of the things he wants to come from the stop movement and from the Facebook site is just a changed behavior cycle for parents and that he's effectively done so when parents see themselves in the videos and recognize, hey, I don't like the way I look in that and I need to change my ways. Um, how, how would you react if you saw a video of you on the internet behaving badly at one of these events? I don't think anyone uh, envisions that they would ever be that person. So it's difficult to be like, oh, well, that would never be me because, um, you know, I think that no, none of them planned that it would be them either uh, unless they're maybe just looking crazy or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if, the, if my kid loses that game, I'm definitely going to punch the ref in the face tonight. I want my 15 minutes of fame on offside. Uh, but like to your, to your question is hypothetically if uh, I were to uh, beat a referee's ass uh, on camera, uh, how would I react to it being posted to the internet? I, I think the same way any rational person would, which is like just – complete embarrassment um i mean things around the internet like he said to that woman is that like you know I'll, I'll take it down i don't think that changes much i mean if the whole neighborhood or city or whatever watched that clip and then it got taken down no 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 one forgets that they saw it so your mom or your sister your aunt your uncle your teacher whatever that lady is in that community is now a different person in that community just like it would be for anyone else so uh, I think it would be difficult to come into your job. I think it would be difficult to talk to your family and, and kids for a while. I think it's kind of a a thing like any other embarrassing moment that becomes public, like DUIs or things like that, that people would prefer they not get out there. But if they do, then, you know, you just got to um, deal with that. And, you you know, you say, oh, I won't do it again, which in this lady's case, sure. <laughs> but for, now. for now. Do you think there's something kind of wrong with what – uh, Brian is doing by posting these videos? Do you think there's some sort of like... Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the approach of public shaming is... Uh and for any Game of Thrones uh, fan knows that, you know... Shame! There, there is a, a value to it. Cersei Lannister right now is subscribing to our <laughs> I think in, uh, you know, as a our want for justice and for public retribution it's it's kind of you like oh yeah yeah shame that person they're an ass then they the whole world deserves to know that they're an ass but you know if your worst one instance was the uh you know became the face of who you are as a person to the, to the world no one would want their worst instant to to be how right. they're known um does that make it fair or unfair my, my question is more along the lines of i think brian has a little bit of a ego power trip in him uh I mean, the stories that he tells about, mm. I'll shut this whole game now uh, down right now, uh, 
Yeah, are you doing is that, that common? Like, is that not really? No. I mean, uh, for to shut down, like he said, he was doing an under six softball uh, soccer game. Yeah, and the people were yelling, and somebody told him to f off. So he blew the whistle three times and kicked the girls off the field. So it's kind of like this authority versus authority. Authority, it's much like yeah. we, we we addressed earlier, is that some of the times the biggest problems with referee is that they're the person who has the most authority over the game, and sometimes they're a child. So an adult thinks that they can influence a child's right. things, but when the child comes back with more authority, it becomes this. You know, volatile situation of like who actually feels like they're the alpha male in, in that in that scenario, and it's kind of you know in his scenario is he he likes to be able to be the guy that gets the last word and to you know kind of this is his way to to flaunt uh, the people that he thinks did him wrong in the past vicariously. Uh, it might not be the same person that said f you to him, but it's somebody that said f you to somebody, and right. he gets to embarrass represents. Them. That person who initially said "f you" to him. Yeah, I think he's got problems. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. I mean, I don't know his. Uh, you go on his Facebook page, um, Offside, and it has this page popped up a little over a year ago. It already has thirty one thousand likes. Um, all of his video views are a total of more than a million. I think like a, close to two million. And you scroll back through his Facebook page, uh, way 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 back. And a lot of these, uh, before there are any videos, and a lot of these uh, posts that he makes are just jokes ridiculing um, parents or people in the audience. Or it doesn't even, it, I think it, it doesn't even become, it's not even something that like, oh, this uh, parent told me to, you know, screw myself or like was yelling at the kids. It's like, oh, a parent thought I called the game wrong. And then he'll rant about that for like two sentences. Yep. And it's just, it's very interesting to see how then now this thing has become offside and now he has this whole, uh, the STOP initiative, which uh, stands for Stop Tormenting Officials Permanently. I thought it'd be cute if the P was for please, but it's not. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he's he's trying to get the ball rolling on this, but that's a good point. Like, how much of this is um, the awareness that he's raising for the kids, as he says, uh, and officials in general, and how much of this is really, you know, for him? I honestly think that he didn't know how much that this movement was going to spread. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a dad who is a referee in Oklahoma. You know, he's not an actor in L.A. who just, like, happened to do this. He's been refing his whole life. When there is an instance where a parent is really embarrassed by it, he takes the video down. Um, I think it's just an opportunity for referees around the world to, like, kind of have a place to vent when they have a bad day at work at the end of the day. That actually raises an interesting question. You said that if he really embarrasses somebody, they take it down. Do you think there are people that are not embarrassed by the things he posts? I think... Like, is um, there a parent that's like, yeah, I was in the right, that oh, five-year-old sure. deserved uh, what, what they had coming to him? There's Either definitely... They probably, don't, they probably don't even know that they're on these videos. Yeah. They probably have never reached out. We haven't talked about how much money parents put into these sports, which I think could fuel a lot of the anger because if a parent's like, wow, I paid thousands Good of dollars point. for my kids to be on the field and they haven't got to play or they're being benched, it feels like a waste of money. And I think that could be like a big trigger. Like how much money, Tim, if you know, how much money goes into this? Oh, uh, $579,643,218. That's exactly the math. Nice. That, I, yeah. I, that is, I'm sure just, we'll just have a money. source on that yep. uh, in the podcast description. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do we'll do some uh, some math afterwards. Right. Uh, no, I can't I can't speak to the exact like, amount is it of money. Expensive to have your kid put in these sports. Like you have to pay for the uniforms. I mean, the, it, it, it really depends on what sport it is. Parents put so much weight on their child to kind of um, you know kind of do well and excel in sports, right. and, and how pressure. how well that could you know better the family financially. 
that these kind of things happen, which is why I said that I think sometimes in their head, parents think that they're not doing anything incredibly wrong. Right. And why I said is that, you know, if, oh, is there an occasion where the parent might not be embarrassed by their behavior? I'm sure if you sat down, say he posted 10 videos and you sat down 10 people in the videos, I doubt all 10 of them would say, um, I'm embarrassed by that video and I shouldn't have done what I did. They might say some kind of variation where they walk back a little bit, but they might not apologize outwardly for what they did because I'm sure some of them think that what they did was uh, called for or yeah, just or valid, you know, they yeah. were in the right and something like that. So. Yeah. I you mean, always hear too. Sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, just, I'm, I'm talking for a while. Oh no, no, no. I like I like it when you talk to him. It's nice. Yeah, I, mm. I think there is a. I wouldn't say it's like a unwritten rule, but I think when you sign up to be a referee, you, you're kind of um, you're never going to be in a, in a stadium where everyone's polite to you. So I think when you sign up to be an official, you're not accepting that like no one's going to uh, be mean to me at all. Like there's definitely going to be heckling. I think that's totally okay. I think that I don't want to make like kind of like excuses for parents that no, like, yeah. whatever. They're, you, you kind of sign up for it a little bit as a referee. If you, when you take you that ex- job on, yeah. you expect it a little bit, right. but that doesn't make it uh, 100% okay for all the activities. Right. And I think, you know, Barlow's whole thing is, you know, the internet has been, as we've seen, like so many videos have gone viral of like, you know, racist people and Mm -hmm. uh, sexist people. And, you know, those people have lost their jobs uh, and they, you know, there's real world ramifications for things that are posted online um, and that go viral and spread quickly. And clearly, I think Barlow, he it it seems, well, he was a former soccer player himself um, and he had a knee injury and the doctor told him he couldn't play anymore. Um, so he decided to be a ref. So I'm sure Barlow, when he got into it, he knew he he definitely knew um, more than I guess anybody who's green uh, that okay, this is I'm, this is the nature of the game. I am yep. going to get yelled at and things like that. He says in a part of the video that we cut out mm-hmm. uh, that his daughter was like harassed by 150 adults, her and her crew of refs. And you know, I think I mean we're all just saying the same thing here yep. that when a kid is involved and when a parent is involved, it becomes much more complex. Uh, you know, some things are valid, some things aren't. It's it's all a big, big, big gray area. Um, but I think to your point is is it's true. It's like kind of one of those things where, oh, that's just kids being kids, or oh, that that right. that person's an ass, or or whatever it is. But then all of a sudden, when it becomes personal, when it's your child, or like you said, it right. maybe her, his daughter, whatever the thing was, is it it kind of it changes the whole conversation. It's like something would be okay if they were doing it to somebody else, but if they're doing it to me or to my daughter or to my family or to my son, whatever it might be. Um, and that's not acceptable. And right. I think that's where people kind of draw the line uh, and maybe overstep that line because it's 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 like you know oh everything's fine that's just part of the game, and the next thing you know you're drop kicking a ref and punching him in the face and you know it's not socially acceptable by any right. means ever. <laughs> I mean, and you know some critics uh, tell Barlow uh, that you know the like we said the online shaming approach is a bit much. Uh, for people that, you know, are caught on camera doing these violent things. Um, some people on the page really love seeing these videos and they, you know, they attack the person in the videos. Um, and then, you know, there's also, there's people who critique that, you know, by having that $100 bounty on these kinds of videos, that he's promoting violent behavior at games, which I don't know how strong that is. But there are people who say that on his Facebook page, like, I, I don't think this is right to monetize yeah, um, it's it's, you know? it's definitely you know like we were talking about earlier is he's profiting off of, I don't know how, how much money the the site makes or anything like that I know he's paying people uh, for the videos. This is a, another poll that I could make up stats for, but I, I won't because people will will believe misinformation. I got to imagine that the majority of this stuff is happening in America. 
Oh yeah. Like I just don't see this happening in like France, like or like China. That like people are this disrespectful. No, it's 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 an American American thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And you know, Brian has a message for his haters. I started this page kind of as a, a comedic opportunity to uh, let people know that you sound like idiots uh, out there when you're screaming and yelling at, uh, at officials. And so I was simply trying to shed light on the fact that youth sports uh, is supposed to be innocent and developmental, and, and we need parents to stay out of the way. We will stop this tournament. This is stupid. The ones where you see the kids getting involved or stepping in the middle of of adults face-to-face getting ready to fight each other, those are probably the most disturbing, but they're also the most popular. Then uh, I have this softball video of parents literally laid out on the ground, probably 10 to 15 of them, literally laid out on the ground wrestling every week. Almost every single day, we continue to get videos of people behaving badly on the sideline of of a youth sporting events. Perfect story. I had a lady out of Springfield, Missouri, who was captured on video. We posted her video. Her club kicked her and her player off the team because the video was that bad. She called me first with the legal, hey, you know, I'm going to sue you and this, that, and the other. And and I said, okay, great. You know, let me know if I can help in any other way. And uh, and then she called me back crying. And uh, she's like, listen, soccer is our life. I have embarrassed my daughter. Is there any way I can get you to take this video down? I I, I will do anything. I decided, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help her. I'm not, I'm not in this to hurt the kids. And I knew that her kid had been hurt. So I made her an advocate to the site. And she now updates me probably every four to five weeks about her games, um, how she is an advocate for officials. She gives f- officials water after the game. I mean, this, this lady has done a 180 and proud to have done it. So ultimately, that's what I'm after. I'm after that changed behavior cycle of understanding, first off, youth referees are human. Referees and officials in general are human. We are going to make mistakes, and it's not going to kill you to lose a game, but it does kill the game for you to act like an idiot. There are other people that think there's a better solution. There are other people that think that you don't have to shame people on video. Listen, I'm all ears. Do it. You don't have to follow me or the initiative. You don't. In fact, if you have a better idea, do it. All I care about is what are you doing to hold people accountable when they step onto your competitive playing field? Are you setting an expectation? Are you holding them accountable? And then are you resolving the problem when it happens? And if you are, kudos, I'm your biggest fan. If you're not, you need to follow the page because at the end of the day, we are getting people to talk about it. We are affecting and making people change their behavior. So ultimately, that's the most efficient and effective way to get to where we're trying to go. I've actually had this opportunity to to speak to a parent behaving badly. I say to you, if if you're so good at foul selection, if you're so great as an official, even though you're sitting down in the shade, drinking your drink, eating your food, um, not running, um, you look like you're probably a little bit out of shape as it is, but that's okay. You're, you're You're the expert. If you think you can do it so much better, I would tell you, Go get your license. Go get your badge. Go get your certification. Go show the world how great of an official you are. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you this, when the pressure is on and when you're in the middle of a highly competitive game, having to make a highly controversial decision, and it's time for you to make that, that, that moment where it is 
detrimental whether you're right or wrong. People sitting on the sideline, you don't have the pressure of right or wrong, you have an opinion. So until you can get the uniform on and put the badge on, I don't wanna hear your voice. You don't have the whistle. You don't have the badge. Take a seat. I'm gonna call the game. You watch. That's what I would say. So that message was for you, yeah, Tim. That, that is that is the exact message I expected from that person. Right. Yeah, you made a interesting comment that uh, he doesn't say. There's one part in the video where he doesn't say uh, uh, the competitive playing field or something. Yeah, he said he, says he, said, he, he if, if somebody steps on your competitive playing, I mean, he he views the field as his and it's like his domain. He doesn't want anybody asserting any fake authority over his actual authority. Right. Uh, I mean, it's. He he definitely has a complex about uh, the the ability of him calling the game and having nobody else have an opinion other than his. Right. I um, mean, which is fine. He's the, he's the, he's the official. That's true. I was gonna say to play devil's advocate. That is his job. Yep. So he I which I, he thoroughly enjoys. Yes, this is true. He loves being a ref. He does. Yeah, that's his thing. I've never uh, met or interviewed somebody who loved being a ref that much yeah i mean i think he has he, he takes umbrage with um you know people that tell him how to do his job or say that they can do their job better and i think that's uh, a common uh, argument or a problem that most officials have is that every you know soccer mom and uh high school uh athletes parents think that they're uh you know joe referee expertise and the right. yelling from the stands traveling and every other call that i've heard my mom and 16 million other moms say they're the course of me playing sports growing up <laughs> it's kind of uh you know it's one of those things where they they don't want the, anyone else's opinion uh it's kind of like they they've heard it a million times before and i think he's found a way to get back at them and this is his thing it's I think if he can stop bullying of refs or whatever it might be, that's an added bonus. But I think the actual goal of this whole thing is that uh, he's kind of turned the tables on them a little bit. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. And uh, thanks for our listeners, you guys, for tuning in. You can watch the new episode on uh, Yahoo.com. And make sure to tune in weekly uh, to Unfiltered the Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.